Okay, so we've started with some absolutely brutal stuff there. Uh, that was a band called Blame God from New York, uh, and the track was called Power and Control. Um, yeah, so uh, welcome to Nine Hertz Podcast. Um, this week, again, we're we'll going through nine uh, of the best tracks that we found um, while sort of scraping the internet and uh, doing reviews and things like that. So, hello, Pete. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Um, so, yeah, we've um, we started off again with something fast. I think we like to wake people up on a Monday morning, don't we? So... Um, I don't think you can get much better than that. Um, just a minute of, you know, power violence stuff, but I thought it was quite uh, brutal, quite sort of um, to the point and just angry. I quite like that. Yeah. How did you find them? Um, they came up on uh, Bandcamp. I was just sort of scrolling through Bandcamp, sort of looking for something to listen to at work, as I usually do. Um, and, yeah, that's what came up. So <laughs> simple as that, really. It's nothing. There's no, there's no backstory to this one. It's just good. Right. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can get that at um, blamegodusa.bandcamp.com and it's just, uh, I think it's about five tracks and you can get it for name your price at the moment. That came out on August 2nd. So not really a lot to say about that one apart from I really enjoyed it and it was really cool. So um, yeah, I'm going to sort of check out some of their back catalogue as well. Um, so we're going to um, go straight into another one. So you've just reviewed this one, I, I gather. It's um, a band called Glasgow. Yes, yeah. Glasgow, how do you say it? No, God, I no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got it through, it's a split they did with a band called Hound the Wolves, uh, two bands from Portland, and I, I, we got it a few weeks back and I, I reviewed it then, published that review this week. Really like Glasgow, and they, it's got me into the back catalogue, which is great as well. Uh, there's a lot of, the, I don't know, it's, it's fairly, you know, straight up sludgy doom stuff, but there's something about them which, you know, makes them stand out, makes them, uh, you know, like rise above the fact that, you know, you've heard this music before. Uh, it's it's kind of, I just noticed it's mastered by Billy Anderson, so it's got that stamp oh, of perfect. approval. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm got really a good at it. sound to it, hasn't it? It's like, Billy yes. Anderson's got like a, a habit of uh, producing things which sound a bit sort of mean and, you know, down and dirty. Um, yeah. I remember. Um, it, do you remember Arabrot when they first started? Like I know mm. they're sort of like a bit more orchestral and a bit more um, sort of experimental now, but they started off as this like quite a crude punk sound. And right. I think their first album's uh, Billy Anderson, mm. uh, and you can tell it's the same kind of sound. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. Have you ever? I mean, you ever heard like the band uh, Men of Porn or Porn as they began? Because yeah. it. it uh, Pretty sure he was in them. I hope oh, I'm right on this. Okay. But yeah, yeah and I, that's some of the dirtiest. You know, sort of like the, I think there was a Wine Women in song they had an album called, and it's it's just the most grimy sound yeah, I've ever. That one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you know, sludge, you know, sludge and doom should be. <laughs> you shouldn't have a clean sound, should you? Absolutely. And, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, this, what I like about this split is as well the the, uh, the other band, Hound the Wolves, aren't aren't the same. It's more of a Sedona sound. It's got a bit of a post metal sound in it as well. So, um, I'm not as keen on that side as this, but that's more my taste. And but I do like splits with you know varying sounds, and it, can, it makes it more interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think I played um, the um, I think both sides of the Army of Flying Robots and Taint split the other day, and that, that always comes to mind when it's like completely different bands because yes. you couldn't get more different, really, could you? Like quite well no. produced, um, almost like stoner rock, proggy stuff, and then on the other side, just harsh grind and yeah. anger and politi politics and whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I always think it's better if, if uh, the bands sound quite different. I, I think it's a little bit boring if you've sort of got bands that just lump in and sound exactly the same. Yeah, like two grand core bands and you don't know the point where it's actually flipped. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, although, to be, set, to be fair, I mean, like, um, thinking back, um, there are some which definitely work. So that first, uh, em- I think it's Emperor and Enslaved split. It's like right. some are, like, really culturally important, I guess, and that's one of them. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's Never much of a muchness, really. Uh, split releases are always uh, amazing, though. I always think they're really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I always say they're fun and they kind of tend to be kind of more bite-sized and, and there's an interest, you know, there's an interest in it and you can kind of, if you know one of the bands, it joins you in tears and all that, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think probably the old idea, the punk idea was like, oh, well, if you split the cost of a record, it's going to cost you half. Right. Um, and, you know, if you do one with a band that's not from your city, you'll get distributed there. You'll sell it, and, yeah, and you'll sell it twice. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll get known elsewhere and when you get to that city on tour, you might have a few fans or people mm. who are interested already. Yeah, but obviously that's that's claiming the obvious, but I think some people just think of it as like, oh, it's just two cool bands coming together, but there's probably a story behind it most of the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, recommend this, and I recommend you yeah. know, going back into their back catalogue, uh, Glasgow, definitely. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Um, so the track we're going to play is um, Croaton, um, and uh, yeah, you can get this at Glasgow, uh, that's G-L-A-S-G-H-O-T-E, bandcamp.com uh, and it's only two dollars to buy the album so go ahead <laughs>
so that was Glasgow's um, excellent stuff there. Um, I'm I'm kind of a bit biased this week because I'm I'm getting excited for Art Tangent Festival uh, near Bristol next week. So, um, and uh, two of the bands that I've picked tonight are um, are actually playing that. So the next one is Curse of These Metal Hands, which is um, a sort of collaboration between Kundra and Pine. Um, two amazing metal bands on Holy Raw and, and this has been released on Holy Raw as well um, often when you get like super groups like this it doesn't quite gel but um, I saw these last year playing Art Tangent and it was you could tell they were having a bit of fun but it's still bloody good and I'm really impressed with this new track so I don't know what you thought of this one, it's quite long isn't it Pete? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, I only heard it like tonight and really impressed, we, we have got the album through for review so yeah. I need to get on that but yeah, fantastic. Bearing in mind, I, I always find this amazing. Like two bands coming together. There was Wasted Space Orchestra earlier in the year, which was yeah. uh, Aranzi Pazuzu and Dark Butter Rising. And you know, you think there's going to be a novelty to it, but you won't necessarily think. You wouldn't assume that it's going to be kind of a real. Um, you know, you think it's going to be hastily put together, and there might be kind of a few decent riffs on together, but not necessarily these amazingly fully formed songs. But that's what this is. Yeah. Like this one to me, it's it's so well produced, um, and that even the quiet bit at the start just sounds life affirming already. And then there's a real sort of fist in the air moment, like kind of towards the end of it. And I just think it's really good, just really um, mm. engaging. And and like I never expected it to be this good. No, I think I heard they were the, doing it. yeah, there's a middle section which is uh, reminds me of Torch a lot. Yes. And you know, I use Torch, you know, particularly. Because I'm doing the reviews, I, I overuse Torch as a reference point for anything which is heavy and and poppy at the same time, or heavy and you know uplifting rather than uh, down in the dumps or you know like doomy whatever. But I think this is very. It's not the whole song, but it's a specific uh, piece which is uh, really direct reference of them, which you know is apt for Holy War, I suppose. But uh, but then you've got the conjure elements coming in. You can definitely notice the pine elements. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, can't wait to see it. Um, like now, I know some songs um, by them as well. It's going to be kind of um, a bit more uh, focused, I guess, because I think last time they were they maybe hadn't written as much as they'd right, uh, yeah. put together now, and it it felt like a sort of it felt like an extended jam session, yeah. like three or four songs they played, and it was just it was just good. But I feel like they might have spent a bit more time in the studio together to to put this together. So. Yeah, can't wait. Really good stuff. So um, the track going to play is the only one that they've released um, to the public so far, um, and it's called High Spirits.
So, uh, yeah, that was uh, Kersey's Metal Hands, um, Pine and uh, Kundra getting together for some amazing stuff there. Uh, we're going to talk about a band from London now called Soraya. Uh, I think that's how you say it. Um, I think there's um, a band that play Gizzard Fest called Soraya with, with an A somewhere in the middle as well. So I got I thought you'd <laughs> yeah. pick them, to be honest. Yeah, uh, well, I always call them Soraya. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. now you've said yeah. that, yeah, I think you're right. And I've said it all wrong forever, <laughs> you know, for the last two years. But there you go. Thanks. There you go. There you go. Um, so yeah, this is um, quite an interesting one, and I, I sort of this sort of took my ear straight away because I, I don't want to say they're the same, but like it reminded me of weirdly my own band. So to <laughs> me, it sounded like Flatlands, um, right. which is which is fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I listened to the whole actual you know, the whole release a few mm. times after this. So we're playing a, a track that's uh, number four on um, an album of five. Um, but I, the whole thing's great. I thought that first track with the um, the spoken word bits and loads of yes. samples on was really interesting. Yeah, I nearly picked that, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. You know, I've, I've listed the whole album and a few times too uh, and struggled to choose one, which, you know, it's, it's a good time. Uh, yeah, I've known them for a bit. There's uh, known about them for a bit. Listed the previous releases. They've got uh, members in other Doom bands, I think. All right. Uh, Prismata, for example. I think the drummer's in Prismata as well, and, yeah. and various other things. Um, and I saw them play a couple of weeks ago as well, and uh, they were amazing. The first time I've seen them, um, and really good. You know, kind of. I've been listening to them, uh, listen to this album, if, I think, before that gig as well, but even better live. So. Uh, and the kind of the politics of the album, it like, you know, front and loud and proud and, uh, you know, kind of there's a vegan uh, environmentalist, uh, you know, positive attitude to it. And I really like that about it. Yeah. Um, it sort of struck me as quite, um, I don't know, just a bit misanthropic and almost had like black blackened elements as well like just yes. under, under the surface and yeah yeah i think i said kind of positive positive in terms of <laughs> they're on the on the you know we agree with their politics in this side of it yeah but obviously you know there's a despair about it <laughs> um particularly you know kind of environmentally you know there's a lot of that in the album and, um and you know all power to them for it yeah yeah really awesome stuff so um I got like whiffs of um, a band from a few years ago um, called From Monuments to Masses, where they combined like a lot of political samples and a lot of um, kind of instrumental parts together, and it kind of worked like that. Um, also reminded me slightly of what was that really really political band, uh, Follow of Rafa? <laughs> yeah, yes, um, it was Earth Crisis and yeah, yeah, sound just like Earth Crisis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, full of rapper, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got that kind of vibe to it, like that sort of darkened kind of like, yeah, we're, we're sort of saying everything's hopeless, but that's okay, sort of thing. Yeah, then there was a band we had on uh, a month or two ago called uh, is it Arboricidio uh, from London yes. as well. So, yeah, yeah, definitely all that. Yeah, yeah very good. So, um, yeah, we're going to play um, play this song. It's quite a long one, but uh, we've got quite a few of those tonight, so that's okay. This song's called Black Snake Prophecy.
So, uh, yeah, we're going to play um, something that's a bit more mainstream, I guess. Mainstream for metal, anyway. Um, I, <laughs> I keep hearing... For some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they'll think of that, actually. So, um, yeah, Relapse Records uh, are still releasing amazing stuff uh, years and years later. And um, Yeah, Gatecreeper are a band that I keep hearing the name of, and um, I finally got around to actually checking them out because I spotted that they've got a new release out. So, yeah, l- listen to this new song. I was like, yep, instantly like it really interesting stuff so I, I have no idea what you made of this one Pete because um, you know it could be completely up the street it could be something you never want to hear again I, I liked it I, I, and I, I know people <laughs> already thank you very much um, <laughs> yeah I like I, uh, what was it Sun oh my god what was it called Sonoran Deprivation I may have looked it up oh, okay. um, yeah I've listened to that a lot and really enjoyed it this is the only song out from this isn't it at the moment so yeah. uh, I do like it you know we'll have to see whether it's as good as that but yeah I like it it's um, you know it's, it's obviously death metal but it's got a it's got a bit of a almost you know a, like New Orleans sludge type thing going yeah, on it's just very subtle to it, yeah. yeah yeah a bit like that I like that and it, it, you, you know you're right as well just talking generally in terms of relapses they are still going strong it's you know the talk, you know, saying the mainstream is obviously tongue in cheek to an extent. Um, it is relevant, you know, relative to the stuff we normally play. But um, the fact that they still put all this stuff out is pretty, you know, pretty cool. I always remember when I think it's probably after we, you know, not when we first met, but um, you kind of you swore by the con was it contaminated there? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and you swore by the you know, there's bands like the early Mastodon and High on Fire and Bongzilla and all that stuff. Um, yeah. It was it was really important label I think when you would get you know for people who moving away from their first you know moving away from new metal or moving away from their first steps into metal it kind of it, it was a great place to to find stuff yeah. uh, and they're still doing it you know, like we we played Torch this year so this isn't the first relapse we played this year so it's they're still relevant you know even though we're you know buried in the underground in terms of what we listen to otherwise absolutely I mean um, relapse have always been one of those labels that have kind of just put out what they believe in and i think it's never really changed from that i mean obviously they've put out stuff which um has has done very very well commercially i mean they put out remission by mastodon and look how look how well that went and you know dillinger escape plan had their first releases on label and you know countless massive bands now you know so um yeah and they've still got a lot of classic bands signed to them as well so um I'm pretty sure that they've, they've they sort of kickstarted a lot of um, like the second and third waves of death metal uh, in the states at least. So I've always wanted to go to their shop. They I don't know if they still have one in um, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, they've um, they've got a, a dedicated shop. So if I'm ever <laughs> in Pennsylvania, which is unlikely, um, I'll go and go and have a look because it's a bit like a pilgrimage that one I think for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, Contaminated Three um, still stands up as a fantastic collection and it flows like an album as well it yeah. flows like it's meant to be in that order so right anyway yeah. gate creeper yes <laughs> so um gate creeper i've i've heard um from the pit discussing them quite a bit and um they often compare bands to them so that was a mark of quality in the first place so when i thought when i saw this new one come out i was like yeah i'll take a listen i, I loved it it's got elements to me of like really early nile um as well like traditional death metal kind of mm. morbid angel style stuff in there as well so that's why i like this yeah yeah I, maybe 
I'm not sure about the Nile, you know, but you know that better than I do. Definitely the uh, kind of the Florida stuff, you know, the uh, 80s Florida death. Um, and I like, you know, and again, you know, maybe a bit of crowbar, someone like that. But, you know, not not primarily, but a little bit in there as well. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Yeah, brilliant stuff. So, um, yeah, we're going to play this. It's the only track they've released from uh, the new album, Deserted. Uh, this is Boiled Over. Yeah. 
So, yeah, we're going to um, come out of Gate Creeper and, and go to something a, a lot more sludgy, I guess. So, um, I think they're from London, this next band, uh, Torpor. Um, so, I think you saw these at uh, Doom Lines, didn't you? Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, what, two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, seen I them before. I good things about these, to be honest. Yes, not, you've not, not seen them? Yeah. All no. oh, right, yeah. Not been long no. enough. <laughs> yeah, they were phenomenal. I mean, like, really good. They, um, they played... I was going to say second stage, but I didn't think it really mattered there. They were, they were pretty similar. And um, the kind of, before you see them, they, you know, you think they're fairly unassuming, but the the sound they make is, is you know, something else. It really hits, you know, like uh, they've got the tone right. They've got the live setting right. It, it, it kind of really thuds and gets you, you know, your gut churning, you know, like Doom really should do. Um, really recommend them live. But also I think, I've reviewed their album. We haven't published it yet because it's now up for another, I think, it's a month, six weeks, something like that. Um, so I've been listening to the album to review it this week and last, and uh, I have kind of, you know, I've got it all written now, thankfully, and it, it it's amazing, you know, kind of. Um, like I say we won't publish it yet, so I'm, I'll, I don't want to give my review away because I'm sure everyone's waiting for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah. Awesome. But, so, so yeah, yeah, um, they're living off it. So, but no, seriously, is it? I, I, I've always said they're a good band. I've always kind of followed them. Um, their debut album, um, they've had lineup changes since the debut album, and it did change their sound. Um, not, not for worse, not for better. It just made it different. It, and but what I think is it, it's probably given them a more stable base. It's, it's given them. Um, probably where they always wanted to be, I guess, because they had the split resonance, which um, which was a slight departure. It's only subtle, but you, you could tell that you know there, there's there's more post metal elements in there. There's a kind of neurosis feel to the beginning of this song, for example. Yeah, uh, I, I, I felt like the start of this one is very sort of it's almost dizzying. It's got that kind of like churny sort of thing going on, but mm. it's just amazing. And yeah. Um, I think you've kind of pointed out that there's a there's almost like a drop at, at sort of eight and a half minutes into this. I mean, it's yeah. quite a long a long track, but it's it, it kind of draws you in. It doesn't really feel like that long, um, yeah. and it's just amazing. It's got a yeah. will. It's got a Will Haven groove to it. I have to say though, it's got that uh, kind of like that under under sort of that offbeat sort of thing. Yes. It's very very good. Which with the band I referenced when I reviewed their first album, where four or five years ago, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they've still got that, but I think you know they they now like apply that eight and a half minutes in after eight and a half minutes of like really intense kind of the slowest doom and post metal, uh, and that's that's the change. The album itself, you know, it's hard to kind of describe. You know, we're only playing a song, but the album has got these, you know, what would be on other albums kind of interludes or or even fillers if you're being you know detrimental, but they're not. It's it's this artistic whole. There's a, there's a, a song which is kind of like got you know clean singing and um kind of light touch to it as well it, it's a really well kind of put together thought out kind of piece of art and um i think it's you know i think it's going to be one of the albums of the year it's it's that good uh and but it's not a surprise because you know they are one of the best bands in the uk i think yeah i'd, I'd agree um i can't wait to hear the rest of the album actually i'm gonna delve into it after this i think um yeah it, it, and that, that album cover is just amazing um, it's kind of like a, a combination of about three or four different things going on. It just looks. Mm. It, I can't work it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like um, layers, layers and layers of just. 
interesting images. You can look at it for quite a long time. Um, yeah, quite a lot about yeah. outfit, right? Yeah, and you know, like for all the, you know, for all the kind of the, that post metal and this you know huge kind of build that comes with this song, that you know the riff in this, as you say, you know, the Willhaven with the kind of the you know the down tune and the and the, the you know the, the way it's, it's delivered, but it's so slow and you know it it's you know it's it's doom perfection in that sense to me. You know, modern doom. This is uh, it's addictive. It's amazing. Absolutely. So I think. We we also let people just wallow in this one. It's um, yeah, it's just really really good. Um, so it's uh, the first track off uh, their new album called Rhetoric of the Image. Uh, we're gonna play the opening track. It's called Benign Circle.
So we're out of that. That was uh, Torpor. Uh, absolutely amazing stuff. So um, we're going to talk about a band called Wizard Rifle, which is uh, a ridiculous name, let's be honest. Isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. there's so many wizard yeah. bands out there. I mean, um, it, yeah. it's getting silly. Who knows I'm sure what? we've had this conversation before on here as well. So. Yeah. Who knows what that means? But it's, yeah, but it's fitting, you know, because... People love wizards. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, and um, but it's fitting. It's odd, and the band are really fucking odd. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what you got out of this in terms of comparisons, but I mean, I, I, I heard all sorts in here. Yes, and, and I've just reviewed it, so. All right. But <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, publish it, so I can quote from there. But um, <laughs> Melvin's, I think there's a, there's a there's a bit of Melvin's in there. I might be quoting from the album rather than the song. I can't really remember because I, I did bury myself well into this album for a few weeks because it is. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, there are two pieces, and there's, you know, so maybe I've enjoyed big business comparisons. There's a bit of, uh, again, I said it in the review, there's, it reminds me of Oozing Wound, you know, which yeah. not necessarily in that just they're crazy and all over there. And there's like a bit of hardcore and thrash and sludge and faith and law. And, you know, and somehow it all becomes this amazing whole. Um, and, you know, we got them, I reviewed them. I don't know, five years ago, I think, six years ago. Yeah, I do remember the name from a few years ago, actually. Yeah, and, and that, I'd never had heard them at the time, and I remember they were just, that's, it was, it instantly made me say, it instantly made me want to review it, have all the, you know, all the stuff get sent. And they've had a few releases since, you know, I've, I've kind of followed them a fair bit. Uh, this album came through, they're on Spark now, which we always, you know, we always yeah. uh, sing high praises of, you know, the Finnish label. And... You know, it's as good as anything. The, the, it's, the album just jumps from style to style. You know, I, I would say the Melvins, but I, it doesn't really sound like that. It's just got that, you know, their mindset to it, I think, is the best way of putting it. I, um, I got a really um, strange reference out of this one. So I, I heard Dukes of Nothing buried in there as well. Right. That kind of like no, no fucks given kind of thing going on. Um, mm. Just like pedal to the metal, like just good yeah. good heavy hardcore kind of stuff so yeah, yeah just re i really enjoyed this and i think i'm gonna have to read your review and see if i um get the same out of the album as you did because um <laughs> this has really sort of wet my appetite for it so yeah absolutely amazing so um not a lot more to say really i mean um we were going to say stuff because um they're from portland oregon and we seem to play and get sent and enjoy so much music from portland oregon that it seems like there's something going on there and, um, yes. I yeah. Know if it's that, a really supportive scene, or what? But it's like it seems to be the city. Yeah. And maybe it's a, yeah. Maybe it's the Bristol or Brighton of, you know, you know, enhanced. Did you watch that? Um, was it Portlandia? Yes. Wasn't that kind of mocking it? You know, like it's you know, liberal hippie lefty. I don't know. It mocked it. I don't know. I never watched it. Was I think it, it's kind of like a warm, a warm sort of poke at it. It's almost like yeah. Um, it's like a city of hipsters, basically. Right. Um, they say it's the city that adults go to retire, like young adults go to retire. <laughs> right. Um, you can get a well, part-time job in a coffee shop and still get by. And right. Be in Form a band. band. And, yeah. 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 Hey, well, look, I mean, the amount of stuff we get saying, you know, this is the second one on this podcast alone. Yeah. yeah. But whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. So, yeah. fuck it. Um, fuck, fuck the cynicism. Well, it's not too far from, um, is it Seattle? Um, right. Uh, obviously, where um, Nirvana were sort of. <laughs> is that true, mate? Is, is that thanks for that uh, cultural <laughs> reference of Seattle? <laughs> well, I'm sure, yeah. sure no one knew that. 
Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of this band called Nirvana. They're really good. Um, yeah. Quite influential in their mm. own way. Um, right. But yeah, like they, they obviously um, sort of uh, reference that in Portlandia as well. But right. okay. you know, there's, there's obviously something on that coast or, you know, in that sort of area that sort of mm. says a lot about the music. You know, mm. there, there yeah, is, yeah. There's still a lot of really good bands from that area. So, yeah. you know, it's like a legacy that they've left behind. Yeah. So uh, just in case no one's no one's got that, um, you should check out a band called Nirvana. Um, <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, Wizard Rifle, um, this um, self-titled album, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, and it's out uh, late August, I think. Yeah, I think on the, one of the last days of August. So yeah, we're gonna um, enjoy this. Uh, I think this is the only one they've released so far as well. So this is Rocket to Hell.
So uh, a band that we haven't played for a, a long while, I don't think, uh, Court of Luna, uh, we're going to play next. So they've got um, an album coming out soon called uh, A Dawn to Fear. And um, I, I'd i kind of um, lost track of these for a while. I think they had a little bit of a break. Um, and um, that album they did with Julie Christmas um, a few years ago really kind of brought them back into my um, sort of listening kind of habits. So amazing band, like they've been going probably about 20 years now. Um, and um, yeah, this this new one is is just like a. It, it sounds a bit more accessible because I know Vertical came out a few years ago. I don't know if you listened to that one, Pete. No, I didn't. No. Yeah, it was um, it's very dense and and it was great, and it was full of synth stuff and you know big riffs, but it just kind of felt a bit too um, intense for me. Like I couldn't listen to it very often. Um, whereas right. the rest of their back catalogue is very accessible and a little bit more listenable. Mm. Um, so yeah, th- this new one sounds um, to me like a blend of that last record with with Julie Christmas, the um, the, the SS Needle and stuff like that. Um, but and and maybe sort of earlier stuff like um, uh, the Beyond and, and stuff like that. So I, I don't Jesus. know what your um, I don't know what your opinion is on on Court of Luna at all. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of I list them back in the day. Uh, you know, two thousand and three, I guess, yeah. like when when Watchtower and The Beyond and all that yeah. stuff. And I saw them play with ISIS in the Roadhouse in Manchester, which wow. was amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know, this kind of that whole it's not called this, but the second wave of post metal. If uh, you know, yeah. um, I you know, and then I kind of I saw him at Corporation in Sheffield not long after I moved, and I think it was, was it something on the highway? What was it called? Yeah, somewhere along the highway. Yeah, yeah and I suddenly thought, oh, this is you know, it's going more kind of post metal, almost post rocky, and I, I lost touch with them because that's not really my thing, and then. You know, the Julie Christmas thing, again, you know, I had a bigger break than you did, essentially, and the Julie yeah. Christmas brought me back in with the, uh, and we saw them play Damnation, didn't we, with that. Uh, but they're not really my thing, but I do respect them, definitely. Yeah. What, what did you make of this one? Because this, this seems like they're going back a little bit for me. Yes, yeah. Fine. I was, yes, I was expecting it. There are, it's, it's got more of a metallic tone than I expected and yeah. more, you know, more weight than I thought it would be, which, you know, for me is a good thing. Yeah, it felt very familiar to me, which is which is a good thing. So um, I can't wait to hear what else they do with this one, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, to sampling a bit more, but I got lost in this one. This um, This is like 10 minutes of old school Court of Luna. I don't think we're going to play the whole 10 minutes because um, it's, uh, it's getting to be a long podcast uh, this week with um, with all the um, epic stuff that we've picked. Uh, we yeah. started off with a one minute song and the rest of yeah. it in about 10 minutes. So yeah, more grind. Yeah, we need to, we'll, do a, we'll do a 10 minute podcast next week, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think we're just going to play this one. Um, the, um, the album's not out till September, so we've got quite a wait for this one. Um, but yeah, this is The Silent Man uh, from A Dawn to Fear.
so from the um, the depths of Court of Luna and um, and the heaviness that that sort of brings, uh, we're gonna sort of finish the podcast with a bit more, a bit more of a chilled out sort of thing. Um, so this is a band called Firefriend, who uh, you found, Pete. So how did you come across this one? Because it's it's brilliant. We got sent it uh, for review by a record label called Cardinal Fuzz, who are an amazing yes. psyched label. Yeah. Um, they, they tend to put kind of three or four records, and they do that every couple of months, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. Uh, who are based in a place called Staley Bridge, I believe, which is near where I grew up, uh, to the um, east of Manchester, you know, towards the Pennines. Um, you know, an area I'm familiar with, and yet they bring up this worldwide psychedelic music, you know, which I find amazing. So, they, you know, this band are from Sao Paulo. And I was listening through the, you know, like I say, they tend to put a few records or at least send out to, um, you know, to reviewers and things a few at a time. And this was the first one I put on and adored it. This is the first track on it and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's really kind of, it just reminds me of maybe how um, kind of hippie clubs might have looked in the, <laughs> you know, or sounded in the um, 70s or something. Just like yeah, yeah. lots of, um, what's that, um, blacklight? Um, you know, black lights and um, sort of very trippy um, lava lamps and stuff. It's just really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's got a velvet underground thing. Oh, definitely. yeah. Definitely. And, um, yeah. But I don't know. I, 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 it's, you know, this, it reminds me of wooden ships a bit. And, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, uh, yeah, Mount Mountain, who I think yeah. are amazing from Australia. Um, uh, the Dandelion, another one. Uh, you know, all the kind of music which... Psychedelic, it's still got that kind of 60s, 70s sound. It's still got like a rock element. It's not completely given over to, over to you know, 20 minute, 20 minute experimentalism. I really like the, um, the noodling guitar that kind of takes takes hold about halfway through and just kind yeah. of goes on a little bit of a trip of its own. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I like, and I like, I love that about it, to be honest. And just the, that kind of gentle sound at the start, which... I don't know. It's kind of just you think, you know, like post party, like if you woke up in a in a field and you just, you know, or like on a sunrise, or when you're just having a, you know, a chilled party, something like that. Just something to soundtrack that. It just, I, I can't be anything but, you know, it just makes me smile. And I think it just reminds me any time where you can just sit back and be happy and content with the world and. I love music for that. You know, it's just you know, it's so much doom, and doom never gets me down. I'll smile my way through the most misanthropic, yeah. you know, stuff in the world. Yet still, there's something where you can associate music like this with a, a relaxed, you know, whether it's a morning or a come down or a sunset or something like that. And you know, it's just uh, you can't fail to be inspired and relaxed and happy with it. And that's got to be a good thing. Yeah. 